raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Happy birthday to you. All right, thank you, boy. The fact that he was so drawn to tell people about this fascinating concept. It's like he's off to the side. He's drawn. He's like floating to the media. <laughs> Did you guys know about this point guard? Did you guys know that we don't need to invest in wide receivers? He's off to the side, not at the podium, because he wants to let you know what he found out so badly. What's up, Fiddy? <laughs> I was not prepared for the... <laughs> he's a point guard. <laughs> We don't have to spend money, oh, but now you do. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> David Tepper was so excited to tell us that he broke the system. He found a loophole. We can draft this guy and not really even hit on wide receiver because he makes all of his wide receivers better, and we're going to be good. And he was so excited to tell us that that he didn't even have any media availability. He stole it. He might have had his quarterbacks mixed up. He stole the mic. Yeah. Look, man, we did too, Ooh. apparently. No, 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 not yeah, yet. I'm not going to say that. Not yet. You know, as far as a quarterback that makes other guys better around him. Hey, man, you got to have an offensive line, right? We talked about the importance of that this hour. You have to. We did. We did. Those offensive linemen, they're important and sexy. We learned that, that they are. We learned that too, especially <laughs> on the left side of the offensive line. Um, real quickly, we got an update from Charlotte Hornets PR. How about Leaky Black? You want more of him? Because you're going to get more Leaky Black tonight. Are we? There's an injury update. Gordon Hayward because of a right hamstring strain, and Brandon Miller because of the left ankle sprain he suffered against the Knicks. Their statuses have been changed to questionable after team shoot around. We saw Leaky Black's meaningful debut in this last game against the Knicks. Who else are you going to go to, Wes? I know you love the heels. Well, you get to see them in the NBA tonight on that beautiful court for the in-season tournament. I always thought, though, Leaky Black was going to find his way to the NBA. I didn't think it was going to be this early. I thought he was going to have to be a guy to go overseas, you know, probably grow a big, thick beard and come back looking like a weathered, seasoned, grizzled veteran after six years of playing in Lithuania and Bosnia and places like that and then come to the NBA because I just felt like his defense was NBA level while he was in college and I felt like maybe down the line he could develop a good enough three to be a Bruce Bowen type of player <laughs> but his time is now and so he's got to well, make the, the most way, of it like two minutes it, it was yeah. very small I always thought he'd play NBA caliber defense because every person in college when Carolina would have a tough offensive assignment, man. He would get on them and neutralize them every time, it felt like. Including you-know-who, Brandon Miller. Yeah. At the beginning of the season last year in that four-overtime game against the Crimson Tide, Mm -hmm. Lee Black did an excellent job. That's what I'm saying. So I always felt he'd find his way to the league. So kudos to him, man. The local guys holding it down. Yep. Another liver mush boy. Uh, a liver mush boy, and plus we need more Tar Heels in the Hornets organization. It's not enough. <laughs> so now we have Leaky Black. I'll always remember walking down yeah, the who hallway. Sean May. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, but Raymond Felton, though. Hey, I I got a good Tar Heel for you for any bad one you bring up. Now I don't want to play that <laughs> game though because you might win. I will always remember walking down the hallway at the Spectrum Center doing a double take, and it was Brandon Robinson 
rolling a carton of basketballs is like, damn, like every Jackson Simmons is here too. <laughs> if you, if you suited up in the Carolina blue, you work for the Hornets now. That's just how it is. And no so I wasn't about it. it. It was fun to see it. All right. Speaking of the heels, speaking of Carolina blue, let's go to the man donning that very color right now. Time now for the live wire. Live wires on the team. Connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. All right. So we were talking about wide receiver being the biggest need maybe for the Panthers this offseason. Well, the best wide receiver in Panthers history, Steve Smith, he joined the Kyle Bailey show yesterday to talk about the disconnect between Bryce and his receivers in his rookie season. The issue is these in-breaking routes, everything's in-breaking. Everything is into the hash, right? Inside, inside, inside. Well, Bryce also is an accurate and anticipated thrower. Well, here's the problem. When you got a young man who's anticipating based off his history of college, and so he's anticipating those throws where there were touchdowns to all these athletic dudes. Well, guess what they are here? You know what they're called? Picks, batted balls, interceptions. They're not there because we have to have some outside element routes that we just don't have because some of the players, that's not their specialty. It's starting to look more and more like, guys, that they did not give Bryce wep- Bryce Young the type of weapons he needs, or maybe they're just not good enough schematically to scheme these guys up in the way that we're seeing Bobby Slovak do down in Houston with uh, C.J. Stroud, Sangdale, and Nico Collins. Well, the thing is, when you brought in D.J. Chark, that was supposed to be his thing. He was supposed to be the outside guy. He was supposed to be the guy running the nines and doing all of that downfield work for them, but it hasn't worked out for him. And guys just aren't winning their matchups. You can scheme guys open. Sure, you can. But at the end of the day, guys still have to win their individual matchups, especially when you're going up against man coverage and things of that nature. When we talk about the Houston Texans and their weapons, I mean, I can't say it enough. Tank Dale was a third rounder. Nico Collins was a third rounder. Noah Brown was a journeyman in the NFL. These guys have now gotten with a quarterback that's, just seems like a, a, a one of a kind and he's elevated their games. And so uh, that's the thing. Now the Panthers had a chance to draft tank Dale, but as far as the receivers that they brought in too, it was just, they had questions coming in. We weren't sure if DJ chart was washed up or not. We were hoping that he was going to end up being a good player and maybe go back to the guy that had a thousand yards once upon a time. Adam Thielen has come in here and showed and proved as far as being the receiver that we thought he was going to be. But other than that, the depth, is just not there. Terrence Marshall isn't a guy. He's just a guy. And then when you talk about after Terrence Marshall, Jonathan Mingo is just developing very slowly at this point. So uh, it's just not there at the end of the day. He just doesn't have the guys that can win on a consistent basis. Yeah, you can scheme some of them open from time to time, but at the end of the day, teams are going to catch on to the fact that you don't have the weapons to be able to threaten them, and they're going to expose that. 
How much is the coaching staff worried about throwing outside the numbers because of Bryce Young's size and lack of arm strength? Is that a thing you think the coaching staff is afraid of? No, I don't think they're afraid of that. Like I said, I just think DJ Chark isn't scaring anybody. And outside of that, what deep threat do you have? I know Terrence Marshall showed on a few occasions last year that he could go up and get it. But at the end of the day, let's keep it real. Terrence Marshall's a bust. But He's not I'm, a guy. I'm talking about like outbreak because he kept saying in-breaking, in-breaking. Yes, yes, I'm not talking yes. about go routes on the outside. Okay, I'm yeah. talking about outside the numbers 15 yards got to throw in at a tight window where you're launching it 40 yards right like that's a bomb you can rare up a little bit you can you know you got time to throw off platform when you're talking about quick two and a half seconds throwing mm-hmm. that thing 20 15 yards downfield but yeah. they're breaking to the sideline that's still got to have some mustard on it yeah it does and, and so that, i just didn't know if that was a problem yeah and i think bryce has the requisite talent to be able to do that and then when you look at like his biggest completion at hayden hurst that was stacked up routes on the outside like Steve Smith was talking about. And that worked. Why they're not doing more of that or at least attempting more of that is anybody's guess. What else you got for us, Fitty? Well, earlier in the campus corner, we talked about maybe Dabo Sweeney being a guy that lands at Texas A&M. Another hot ACC candidate will be Mike Elko with his time at College Station. He addressed the rumors of potentially returning to the Aggies. The rumor it's it's a profession where people just like to put stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very committed to this place. Everybody knows I'm very happy at this place. For now. Um, we're doing a lot of really special things at this place. Uh, my family's very happy here. Um, we love to. We love money that this place is for. And, um, you know, again, I, I say this all the time. When you're doing your job well, Everybody thinks you're leaving. When you're doing your job bad, everyone thinks you're leaving. It is literally the nature of college coaching. So, um, you know, you try not to pay any attention to that stuff. I'm obviously not oblivious to it, and and we certainly have addressed it just because it needs to be addressed. But um, I don't know where that stuff comes from. Certainly nobody ever asked my opinion. Yeah, because I'm negotiating about things. As a diehard Carolina fan that just watched a Mike Elko team push my team to the brink, I would love nothing more than – three of the wealthiest men in Texas A&M's uh, donor group to show up in Durham and pay him a large sum of money to go eight and four in college station. Because uh, <laughs> as long as he's in Durham, the blue devils are going to be a problem on the football field. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're not, I mean, Wes, the way, I don't know how much of it was joke, how much of it was serious. I have enough context to think you think he's gone. I think if the opportunity presents itself with the money there, yes, I do. I think with Duke, I just don't see a future where he can consistently take them to ACC championships, contend for national championships. I mean, this team is as good as he's going to have. Now, the injuries did derail some of that, and the schedule definitely, as I said, took a pound of flesh out of them each and every week. But he's tied to be the odds-on favorite to go. He's got history there. Um, And like I said, I don't believe any coach is going to stay in a place until I see them at that place at the start of the next season. I mean, how many times do we hear coaches come out? Uh, I'm I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I love where I'm at. And then a week later, folks, we'd like to introduce you to the whatever number coach of Texas A&M, Mike Elko. Like they never they never tell the truth about this stuff. So that's why I like the rules that have been put in for players to be able to have movement as well, because the coaches will tell you one thing and do another. The money is way too much for him to ignore it. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion if they offer him a big old contract that he's gone. I just think the situation for Mike Elko to have long-term stability, if that's something that he cares about in one city, coaching for a team that isn't going to have as high of expectations as A&M is going to have, I mean, they ran a championship coach out of town. 
despite him also. By the way, the pressure was on Jimbo Fisher going into this season. That's why you assemble the all-star misfits of a coaching staff, having Bobby Petrino and Steve Adazio and anybody that had some inkling of a controversy, he went and got him because Jimbo Fisher knew himself. He had a lot of pressure and in this season couldn't outlast it. I, I do think Mike Elko might go to Duke and say, hey, give me more money. I'll be cool here. I like it in this situation. And he'll be there for a long time. What if he went and took Riley Leonard with him? Well, then that would be that would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> what if? All right. Anything else, Fiddy, before we move on? I've got a bulk piece of audio that I want to play. You said bold piece? Bulk. It's okay. a long it's a long cut. Costco. Um Are you trying to decide on air if you should play it or not? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing it. Because <laughs> this this is too good. Make sure I don't butcher this man's name. Brian Damaris on Mavs postgame after the Mavericks took down the Clippers oh, yeah. in the in-season tournament last Friday. This, this audio is a little old. You may have heard it. But in case you haven't, this man said what needed to be said about James Harden. Real quickly, should you get the foul line rant for him, is that anything that we can do? Are we dynamic enough to pull that off and have so, our first ever foul line rant from somebody outside like of the studio? Coach. Can we do that? Oh, he blew the whistle. They'll look at this to see whether this is a flagrant. That was scary. I don't even, I don't even know if I want to see that again. You've got to think that's going to be a flagrant. The question is, is it a one or a two? the producer to pipe this into the Clippers locker room. If I can talk to you, James, I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance, you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because, listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in me like Daryl Borey believed in you. You wanted a certain coach, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. You want to play a certain style, they played it. You wanted Dwight Howard, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. You wanted Chris Paul, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. They brought in your old friend Russell Westbrook. You want to go to Vegas on off days? They looked away. You wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night. They changed the schedule, and it didn't work. And you know what? You said, I'm going to break up with my whoopee. Not good enough. I see the bright lights in New York. I want to go there. My old pal, Kevin Durant. It's going to work. The big three. And all after one year, you wanted out. You realized, oh, my gosh, I took this guy for granted, the guy that believed in me. I went back with Daryl Morey. They traded Ben Simmons for you. How did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there, and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP. And what did you say afterwards? You said, they didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You were holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a 3-2 series lead. So they co they fired their coach. Not good enough. You broke up with your guy believed in you again. You said, the bright lights of L.A., that's where I want to go. Let's see if that works. Listen, James, have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates? Over and over, they complained about their bad roommates. This guy's terrible. The bad roommate here. They never thought to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. <laughs> if this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else, and you're going to go back home, and you're going to start swiping right for another team, and there's not going to be anybody left. Because, James, you're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. Straight from... A text message from Doc Rivers on the Mavs post game in the Metroplex. I thought that that was such a strong rant. I thought it was much needed, man. James Harden just annoys me. It would be so hard for me to play with a guy like that. 
uh, with the type of time that he's on on a regular basis. And I love that he said that he deserved to be ripped in that fashion. Bally took that rant off of their coverage, by the way. You can't access it anymore. <laughs> Are you, no wonder why they're bankrupt. That's true. Also, we were at one whiny voice away from that being a perfect foul line rant from our guy talking trash about James Harden. But that'll do it for a foul line rant the first time ever that it was had by somebody else other than who was ever in this studio. It's Wesson Walker celebrating the one-year birthday. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We'll continue to talk to, uh, about the Carolina Panthers coming up next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Happy birthday to you. All right, sing it, boy. I do believe that it's more beneficial for you to drive faster in the rain than slower. Oh, my God. You're the reason why (laughs) when I'm trying to take my son to school, I got to go through four different traffic jams because people want to drive in the rain like it's doggone 85 degrees outside. I can't stand it. I'm sitting there like, where are the police when you need them? I hate to see the guy flying down the road when it's pouring down rain because I know that 15 or 20 minutes later, I'm going to be sitting in 15 or 20 minutes of traffic because some idiot can't drive in the rain. Charlotte, when it rains, forget about it. Oh, you just struck a nerve with what? Yeah, for sure. You're the guy. You're that guy. He is. Fitty is that guy, man. That was a great moment on the show. I saw before anybody knew that was about to come up, somebody said that was one of their favorite moments. They thought it was hilarious. I apologize for not giving you a <laughs> shout. We got a lot of text, but that was one. Yeah, man. You, uh, Fitty set you off with what was just a ridiculous take. Like, just one that we're worried for him and the other drivers, the other citizens of this That's state. definitely a top five worst take on this show, is that you <laughs> drive faster when it rains. And the fact that he can't see worth a damn. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny to think about Fiddy in a, like... A downpour, okay? <laughs> Seeing him 10 and 2, right. leaning over the steering wheel, squinting his eyes. And all he can see is colors. He didn't even see, you know, yeah. clearly, just seeing colors. So so picture him squinting, 10 and 2, hanging over the steering wheel, going 80 and a 65 in a torrential downpour. Right. And then, like you said, sitting there backing up 85 or 77 or 485 for about 25 to 30 minutes. <sighs> then the cops ask you for your driver's license and see that you need to be wearing corrective lenses. And that's the reason why we're all sitting there all day. I could read a book in the time it's taking me to get through the traffic. <laughs> Wait, Chach Doctor on the text line brought up a moment I forgot all about. Okay. And I don't know where it lives, but Chach Doctor said, my favorite birthday memory was when Fiddy said he just likes to stand around and watch cows. 
Oh, I yeah, that. I remember that. That's an actual thing. We have to find that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be in that. the week that was. I think it's in there somewhere. Oh, man. God, I did you get rid of it? Because I would be mad if you got rid of it. That's a country mm. man right there, man. No, I didn't. I, first off, he's got it wrong. I like to watch cows run because they're just these majestical beasts. Majestical is what you just said. <laughs> yeah, majestical. and when they run, okay. they are the cutest things in the world. But, yeah. Wow. I, I still get hell from my folks. We went to the mountains when I was in middle school, and I saw a cow, like, running. And I'm, like, losing it in the car. How and, old? You said middle school? I'm, like, 11, maybe 12 at, at, at the oldest. And to this day, like, if I'm riding with my family somewhere and we see cows, <laughs> it gets brought up. They better not start taking off. Bubba's going to laugh. <laughs> I did not know Bubba. that was your nickname. We just had a new moment right there. Hell, Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. That's what the little, that's what uh, Little Fitty, which is what my little brother wants to be called. Uh huh. And then my youngest sister, her nickname is Pookie. She calls herself Pookie Fitty. Pookie that's and Bubba. They, that's what they call me. They I, call me Bubba. I've never seen a cow run. I'm sure I've seen a cow run. I don't yeah, know if it, I just don't know if it made enough of an impression in my life to remember it saying, oh yeah, I remember when that cow ran. It's funny because it reminds me of a story that one of my friends were embarrassed by one time, a couple of my friends riding in the car together. This was in middle school mm-hmm. and one of their moms picked him up. And so it was Nate's mom and his mom said, look, Nate, fire truck. <laughs> and he's like, 11 years old, and so my other friend in the car at the time never let him live that down. Look, Nate, look, there's a fire truck. That's like Pookie saying, look, bub, there's a cow running. You see it? <laughs> bub going, yay! It's a cow! See, Bradley shooting blanks agrees with me. He said he's never seen a cow run. I feel like on Yellowstone, I've seen them run when they're herding the cattle to move them to a different location. But other than that... Maybe a jog, not a not a... Full on sprint. Yeah, because Coach Jeff said, do you mean cattle or like an actual milk cow? So I guess, yeah, because on Yellowstone, that's not, those are not the milk cows. Well, I guess, what about like a steer or, a, I know more like a bull. If you like professional bull riding, you'll see them run after they buck the cowboy off. Oh, no, nah, they run. Yeah. Yeah, no question about so that. So I guess it's, yeah, I guess not. I can't wait for <laughs> Fiddy and I to go to the PBR when they come here. Mm-hmm. Getting, I would I would actually I would go to that. Let's go. 100%. We're going. We're going. I've been it's to done. a couple rodeos yeah, in my life. It's going and I'm wearing a cowboy hat and all. So was Walker. Walker, I mean he's got the perfect jawline to have a Stetson hat on. He does. He, walks around. he definitely does. Thank Broad you. shoulders. Yeah, oh, I can see the cowboy Walker with the, you know, the flannel shirt popping. Big belt tight buckle. jeans, big belt bu- belt buckle. Do I look like I could stay on a bull for 8 seconds? I'm getting a belt buckle too. Probably not. Well, I mean, I think I just, you might be a little too tall. Most of those guys are pretty small. My center of gravity is not helping yeah, me. I don't think you and I would do too well. No, no, I would not do well at all. I would fall off immediately. I'd and like I, to maybe just sit one time in the stall, you know, and then that thing starts to bucking just a so, little bit, and then I'm getting uh, off of it. You you want to you want to <laughs> you want to stay on the bull without the door having been opened, yes. and you want to get off the bull before the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once that door opens mm-hmm. with these back problems, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? K Town Mafia wrote in Walker. You're from Catawba County. Ain't nobody believing you haven't seen a cow run. Yeah, I've seen a cow <laughs> run. You're right. It's a great point from K Town. I've seen way too many cows run. In fact, I think there were cattle. Right beside my high school, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, we could we could definitely see some cows run by just looking out the window of math class. I'm sure I have. All right. Well, I think fans are going to be running from Bank of America. 
this weekend because they don't okay. want to see what could be a massacre with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. One in 16 season we've got in this rundown. What would it mean for Tepper, Reich, and Fitterer? And when you look at Carolina's history, you hearken back to 1998 when they went 4-12. 2001 when they went 1-15, and a team that they are closely resembling right now record-wise. 2010, 2-14, even though now they play 17 games, so they may not be able to match them uh, right up to the amount of games won and lost. But, man, you've got to wonder now when you look at this team, do they compare and could they be – one of the worst, if not the worst team in Carolina Panthers history. I mean, we go to the 2001 Panthers, Chris Winkie, Damian Craig as a backup, Nick Goings, Richard Huntley. Hey, I mean, Nick Goings gave us one magical season. I'll the say list that. goes on and on. Isaac Bird. Moose was on the squad, but he missed five games. Donald Hayes. I used to be pretty cool with Donald Hayes uh, back in the day from Syracuse. All right. Paul receiver. He could run like the wind, but that was about it. Then you're talking 2010, Jimmy Clausen, Matt Moore. All right, you had Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, but D'Angelo only played six games that year. Receiving-wise, David Geddes, uh, Smitty. I, I'm still holding out hope for Geddes. I think he can be a real star in this league once <laughs> Smitty, he gets it going. Brandon LaFell. So these are some of the teams we're talking about. And then you go all the way back to 1998. Steve Berline, the OG, he was one of our trivia questions over there at TD Spot. Kerry Collins, when he wasn't getting knocked out in bars by Norberto Davids Garrido. That's a point in Panthers history that a lot of people forget about. I think when I told y'all about that, y'all didn't know about that. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> when he called Davids Garrido a racial epithet and got knocked out in a bar in Charlotte, mm. and that was pretty much the end of his tenure That'll in the do Queen it. City. Fred yeah. Lane. I knew Fred Lane when I was a kid, too, man. God rest his soul. Rocket right. Ishmael. I think this has just become less reminiscing on old Yeah, Panthers no stuff. doubt. So, But the point is, for one, is this team trending to being towards the worst when you compare them to this team? And if so, you know, what does this mean if they pull in with a 1-16 record to close this thing out? I think I said it after that Chicago game. I found myself with an inability to feel any lower than what I was feeling watching that game. I looked up 2010 stats, and I looked up the Jimmy Clausen, David Geddes, Brandon LaFell days. I looked that up, and I saw that they were ranked 32nd out of 32 teams in the NFL when it came to total <laughs> offense. But that's how I felt. It drove me to look up those stats to compare them to what I was watching this year. I didn't expect to get close to that, Wes. I could see if Carolina was only going to be a five-win team, but they're not going to be a five-win team this year. Doesn't look like it. Nope. And I didn't expect it to get this bad. I don't even think huh, the, the the most pessimistic of fans would have guessed that they would only have one win at this point and maybe only one win the rest of the way. What does it mean for all these guys? Man, I think one win means by Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich. I don't think they survive a one-win season. Man, I don't. Well, I think you might be because when you look at this, the games that we thought were, I'm not even going to say a gimme, but for a team that's struggling as much as Carolina, the games that we thought were real 50-50 games, those games are gone. I don't see a 50-50 game on the schedule. Maybe Tennessee, maybe Tampa, maybe Green Bay. But other than that, I don't see any 50-50 so, games on the schedule. I, I, I view those as 50-50 games because this defense can hold the opposing offenses in check. Mm -hmm. And is there any way that Carolina can run into 16 points? That's how they got their first win. 
Green Bay is not good offensively. I don't trust that team. I had high hopes for them. The way Jordan Love was balling in the preseason, that I thought the offensive line was good. That has not carried into the regular season. Tampa Bay, uh, you know, they've got a good enough offense, but division game, right? I mean, maybe the defense can hold them in check. And then you brought up Tennessee. Will Levis starting to come back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do think that the defense can give them a shot there. So I, I would view that as a as a potential win. 50-50 is going to be tough because Carolina is one of the worst teams in the NFL. But I give them more of a shot than I think you do. All right, so Smitty from the city has a great text. But first, let me say Bagel Guy said that you were Walker. from. I mean, not Walker, said that you were Jimmy on Yellowstone. And I'm sure. It seems like an insult. <laughs> seems like an insult. Yeah, you might want to look up the character. But I, I, but, but I will say, I actually like Jimmy a lot. And Jimmy is a guy that starts out, he's not built to be a cowboy. He's hanging with the wrong crowd. And then he gets brought <laughs> to the ranch, and they turn him into a Dutton, a Yellowstone farm man. They brand him. And they teach him the ways of the cowboy. And then Jimmy becomes a man. He becomes a real cowboy when it's all said and done, Walker. So it's not, it kind of starts off as an insult, but not quite. I don't need to be branded to become a man. I'm going to tell you right <laughs> They're branding now. them right on the chest, too. Could you handle that? I might have some noodle arms, but I'm not about to be branded on the chest. Okay? Man, I bet your scream would bring dogs from all over, wouldn't it? I bet it would yours, too. <laughs> I think chest. I could take a brand. I would yell, though. <laughs> yeah, you did, right. I'm like, ah! People, I, look, I'm sure you've talked to people <laughs> with some branding. I know I've talked to people with some branding, and they say it's the most painful thing that they've ever had. Woo! Yeah, man. It's like putting your hand on a hot stove. Those scars look yeah. terrible. They look terrible. So, no, I, if I'm soft for not wanting to brand, I'll be that. <laughs> I'm soft. All right, so Smitty from the city says, here's my question. The Clawson season, when we were awful, we knew Clawson wasn't the answer after that season. He says, why is it different with Bryce? Bryce hasn't done anything that's wowed me at all. His good trait was supposed to be decision-making and smart, and he hasn't been crazy good at either so far. Now, I'm not going to sit here and compare Bryce to Jimmy Clawson, but he does bring a good point as to where if you really wanted to be on the pessimistic side of the fence, you could say if his season continues going how it's going, that you don't think he's the answer. But then there are those who, because of his pedigree, because the Heisman Trophy, because of how Brady was coming out, because he was the number one overall pick as opposed to Jimmy Clausen, who was a high second-round pick, I think that gives Bryce the benefit of the doubt with a lot of people and not to mention that the supporting cast hasn't been there. I think people want to see Bryce those who are really in his corner want to see him with the requisite pieces to see what he can really do. But what do you think about this thought? The fact, if you're talking about having Bryce not be the guy going forward because of what we've seen this year, it's just too early. Look, it's not because I'm trying to view this through, you know, black and blue colored glasses. It doesn't mean that it means there have been too many times in NFL history for you to try to be out first deck, you know, declaring a guy is a bust or declaring that a guy is a hit that you've probably been wrong quite a bit already. If you're that first one, look, we've had our fair share of Jared Goff debates here. There was nothing, nothing his rookie season to show you that he was going to be this good. Whatever team he was playing for. That's a great example. He was awful. Like Jared Goff as the number one overall pick. Yes. In a Jeff Fisher system, but what are we seeing from the Frank Reich system that yeah. we like so much? He was 0-7 in those games that he played. His completion percentage was under 55. 
He had five touchdowns and seven interceptions. What happens the next year? You get Sean McVay, 28-7. and 28-7 and and a full season's worth played, getting to the postseason. You just can't be too sure about this stuff. Things can happen so quickly. Like, even Josh Allen, you're never safe from whatever your opinion is on Josh Allen. You can call him a bust at the beginning. Then he can turn out to be an MVP candidate. And now here he is with a 5-5 and football team and your offensive coordinator is getting fired. So if you want to be first to try to use this evidence as an indictment on Bryce Young being a miss or never going to figure it out, we can even go back to the Jared Goff draft. How many people thought Carson Wentz was the future of the NFL and it just didn't work out? I want to be clear. I don't think C.J. Stroud is Carson Wentz. I don't think that at all. What I do think is maybe Bryce Young is Jared Goff to a certain extent where there's zero evidence that he's good. And then he can figure it out. And by the way, the whole like decision-making stuff, the decision-making has been a problem against the Colts and against the Bears. It was a little bit of a problem against Atlanta, his first ever game. And I go back to the Aiden Hutchinson interception. Though We got two games fully. One, that's his first and ever And those are going to happen. Right. But, I mean, were they bad decisions that Bryce Young was making in the other games? Maybe he holds on to the ball too much. I could see that. Maybe he needs to get rid of it because the offensive line has been so bad. But I think a lot of what I've seen, Wes, is the fact that the offense and the system around him is not conducive to bringing out the best quarterback. Well, and just because processing and intelligence is your thing coming out of school, that doesn't mean you're going to get into the NFL and be flawless and never make mistakes, dog. That's a whole nother level of graduation. Fitty, last flash of the day. Let's get it. It's all right to be little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share. We've talked about the injuries that the Panthers have dealt with this year. The Cowboys, who's their next opponent, they're dealing with now dealing with one now losing Leighton Vander Esch for the rest of the season after a dirty play by oh, a San Francisco Forty Nine er. Who that was coming? On tonight, football may have ended the man's career, but <laughs> Jerry Jones said this was a significant loss. When he was on on 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas earlier today. So one less defensive guy that Bryce Young has to worry about chasing him down on Sunday afternoon at the bank. I like the Wolf Hunter. Uh, I think that he's a really good player when healthy. The problem with him is he hasn't been healthy very much. I'll be dumb. Why do they call him the Wolf Hunter? I know his celebration is similar to that. I'm not sure that's what sparked the nickname. We'll he have grew to look up that hunting up. wolves. Okay, there we go. I think you're BSing. No, he's like from, he played college at Boise State. We'll get drum on it. Are you even allowed to hunt wolves? Are they protected? Uh, I don't think so. Out there in the wild, you can do whatever you want, baby. All right, during the break, let's get drum on it. <laughs> All right, folks, when we come back, we close this thing down on an anniversary edition of the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, 
and everything in between. Happy birthday to you. All right, thank you, boy. I've got another restaurant we haven't talked about, too. Let me just throw out a little sagebrush for you. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> sagebrush. That used to be in Winston, too. Every Friday night in Monroe, growing up, that's where me, that's where we'd go eat. Shout out to Cactus Jacks in uh, uh, Winston-Salem. Um, what no makes me there. laugh is Fitty being so seduced by some of these <laughs> restaurants. Right. Let me throw sagebrush. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> throw the peanuts. Yes, Walker. Sagebrush. Yeah. Good old Sagebrush. It was the number one mention from the people that listen to Wes and Walker daily. It was the number one mention on their favorite moment in the show's one-year history. Wes and Walker celebrating the one-year birthday. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's go to the text line and read. What did you eat last night for your birthday? Uh, BLT. BLT Steakhouse. I think that's what it was. Okay. Bacon, lettuce, tomato, steakhouse. What a uh, <laughs> creative name. It was creative. Very good. The I steak... Bet was fantastic and also i think the best dessert at a restaurant that i've ever had yeah what all did you had you had a steak with what else okay so i like you you were getting to business here like yeah, i was okay. gonna read some text at what did you have for dinner <laughs> yeah we started talking restaurants and it and, slipped my mind i said what'd you go eat and then you said what kind of sides you have <laughs> if you don't tell me with no smile I'll, I'll see you i'll see you in the parking lot <laughs> tell me right now blt steakhouse i got the new york strip Best bang for your buck. It was phenomenal. Okay. Got the peppercorn sauce. I always have a hard time picking what sauce I want with it. Chimichurri, peppercorn. Mm. I went with peppercorn. Right decision. Brussels sprouts and baked potato. I thought about going for the mashed potatoes with the jalapenos. My girl doesn't like jalapenos like that. So I sacrificed. She said, it's your birthday. Go ahead and get them. I said, it's okay. No, thank you. So we settled for the baked potato. It was fire. Got a brown liquor, by the way, people. Oh, that's right. This I, is the, uh, I, multiple times now you've done yeah, that. Yeah, I got a bourbon lemonade, and, and it was like heavy on the bourbon. Very good. But the dessert, they just, so they decided, the server and my girlfriend decided to surprise me with a dessert item. She looked at it and said, oh, okay, this is the perfect thing. It was like a chocolate peanut butter cake oh. that had a crunchy top. With chocolate drizzle, and yes, a scoop of banana ice cream on top. Oh. And it was phenomenal. Awesome. Stuff. Best dessert I've ever had at a restaurant, ever. Man. That good. I'm not exaggerating either. So that's what I had for dinner, and it was fantastic. Was it a surprise, or you picked it? The dessert? That's the last question I've got. The dessert was a surprise. Um, I did not pick the place to eat. Okay. So, yeah. All I mean, right. I knew about it, but I didn't pick it. All right. Let's go to some of the text. One game guy. Uh, no, not one game guy. He's talking about some football. We're going to have fun in the last segment. I apologize, one game guy. We usually would read it, but not right now. Joe Gibbs Jr. said, one of my favorite rants, Wes going to the foul line on Fitty. Fitty taking or Fitty's take on driving faster while driving in the rain in Charlotte. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, Dennis J. Rob said, y'all have never been cow tipping then. Not true. I've been cow tipping. That's a okay. true thing. Let me tell you, it does not work. 
And I forgot to mention it then when we were trying to figure out if we've seen cows run. They run. Even at night, they are not asleep enough to where you can get close to those things. They run. And they were scared. Uh, Tommy G in Charlotte. Fitty's angry UNC rant after the Virginia loss was straight fire. One of my favorites. Yes, we appreciate Tommy G. Jimmy Coffee, plenty of text. Fitty lusting over sagebrush never gets old. It really doesn't. I think all of us laugh every single time we hear the mm, audio. It is. Um, scrolling, scrolling. Dave in Concord with a good one. We bring it up every now and then. What about when Fitty didn't know a barracuda was a real fish? He just thought it was a heart song. <laughs> I still I still love that. You, you looked at me like a disappointed father looks at his son. Well, you were just so surprised, like that barracuda was a real thing. And, and then I think you wanted, you wanted to, to call me a dumbass, well, and you, you just weren't. You're, like, you're just you're just not that guy. But like, I probably deserve to be called a dumbass. You blamed me for being a fish tank guy when <laughs> everyone knows what a barracuda is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, I, this is what I wanted to do real quickly before we end the show, and we can maybe take a couple minutes here to celebrate more. I wanted Fitty to comb through some of his favorite sound bites from the week that was folder. Some of the best moments. As told by one Josh Fitty Marlowe. You want to partake in this journey with yes. Fitty West? Let's hear some of the sound bites. What's your first pick, Fitty? All right, so we've been looking to get you a nickname. Big Bird, Lanky Ass, Fish Bleeper, according to Stanford P. Wow. But that but, was wow. Yeah. That was that was a rough one. But Wes, that pause that you had should have been an indication you should not keep going with it. But go on. Wes's eight mile mail might be the best one. All right, biggest accomplishment overall for Steve Wilkes, and it doesn't have to be a game, right? It can be the improvement and succeeding with Sam Darnold in those six games. It can be the rushing defense. It can be allowing Deontay Foreman to flourish. It could be a whole bunch of different well, stuff. Good Lord, you took everything we could say eight mile. <laughs> Tell these people something they don't know about them. <laughs> right. That's, That's exactly what that was. Yeah, that was fantastic mentioned by Wes, and uh, I did. I stole every single thing and that, that he could possibly funny, say. Man. I'm sitting there waiting to say something, and he just yep. keeps going through each, yep. one of my, each point. I'm like, dang, I was going to say that. Dang, I was going to say that. That did happen. All right, any other one? Let's end with two more real quickly. What you got? Back in the summer in July, there was 7-Eleven Day. And we spent or we sent Shroppy <laughs> yeah. on a Slurpee run, and we were amazed at how he transported all the Slurpees back into the station. That was the thing I was wondering, too. I was like, man, do they have drink holders for him? Because I knew that that was going to be <laughs> a challenge for him. So kudos. That gives him even more props to put five Slurpees in the car with no drink holder. And these things are frozen, by the how way. How did you transport them? Uh, Give us your play-by-play. Play. Yeah, so I have my two cup holders up front that okay. I use, and then in my back seat, there's a, a middle console that folds down, mm. and I utilize those two cup holders, and then one was right in between my legs. Look at no, those. Oh, which one was that? So one? Oh, look at the skills. <laughs> oh, am I drinking that? Oh, God, no. That's definitely, that was definitely fitties. So. Oh, heck would yeah. they change your mind as good as they are? That even if you were drinking it, would you just decide to you throw it away? You mean drinking the stroppy crotch people? slurpee? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? It's a little different. Stroppy crotch? Yeah. Drop crotch. It's, it's different flavor. It sounds like a disease, to be honest with you. <laughs> it does it's indeed. Shrop. All right, yeah, we appreciate Shrop. He also had a funny soundbite we had about nacho fries when he called him straight gas, just playing his character to a T. Final one, Fitty. Let's end on this one. What else you got? 
Then we got a great drop out of you out of the Slurpees and a certain flavor that we learned Wes loves. Can you give us a review on this? This Sprite tastes lemon? like a just a frozen orange soda, man. Mm, who loves really good? orange soda? <laughs> like Minute Maid orange soda back in the day when I told Dominic Wilkins I uh, drank it because of him. Okay. Wes loves orange soda. That's right. I do. Is it true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Ooh. This is why we're the best news show. That's a promo. Because <laughs> I've forgotten the context of that one originally, man. So that's uh, hilarious. Thank you, everybody, for celebrating with us today. Thank you, baby. One year birthday. Wes and Walker, we love you, folks. Mm. We appreciate you joining us every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. Keep it right here for the Kyle Bailey Show alongside Smoke Ludwig. Coming up next, it's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.